Sponsored by JMR Rentals, professional digital cinema and broadcast rentals in Brooklyn, New York. To find out more, visit their website, jmrny.com. Hello and welcome to No Rest for the Weekend, where we go behind the scenes and talk to the creators of independent entertainment. I'm Jason Godby, and joining me via Zoom today, she is an award-winning filmmaker and a special projects associate for New York Women in Film and Television, Miss Ismani Michelle. Welcome, Ismani. Thank you, Jason. Thank you for having me today at the uh, No Rest uh, for the weekend podcast. I'm excited to talk about NYWIP and thank you. Thank, well, thanks for, for being here. I mean, thanks for being anywhere these days. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I, pre- I appreciate, uh, you know, uh, I was saying to you before we rolled, like I'm not the biggest fan of Zoom, but I'll take what I can get at this point. So, um, but it's, it's great to be able to talk to you. And uh, we had Katie Chambers on the show from NYWIF, um before. So I want you to talk about we're going to talk about NYWIFT and, and the special projects you're doing over there. But first, I want to talk to you about you and just kind of get a sense of your background. So how did you get into filmmaking and like what is your origin story? I got into filmmaking when I was in my last year in undergrad. I was studying abroad at the University of Westminster in London. And uh, my flatmates were really into film. The London Film Festival was happening. I was uncertain about what I wanted to do career-wise, um, right? And it was, everything was in the creatives. And so I started watching a lot of films. And at some point, something about filmmaking just excited me. There was this like, excitement, sensation, aliveness. And I thought, you know, I think I want to be a filmmaker. It was, it was quite like that and I came back to the US and I started taking filmmaking classes and, and um, film production classes and and here we are. Very cool. So when you work now when you're not working for, for NYWIF, what is your day job? Like what kind of projects and stuff do you work on? Well I work a lot for NYWIF. I'm working um, you know it's a full-time job. Um, on the side though I do have um, my own creative endeavors. Um, I recently, um, well, I've been working on a script called Caroline's Wedding, which recently won the um, Individual Artist Grant, uh, um, the New York's uh, Council for the Arts. And so it's a, it's a script about the Haitian American experience, the immigrant experience, um, which I optioned and co-wrote. And so that's like, I'm more of a screenwriter now more than anything else. Very cool. So it all for you it was it was more about writing. It was kind of coming from coming at filmmaking from a writer's perspective. Um, well, I wanted to do more directing, honestly, but you know it's it's a bit difficult when you're trying to get a first project off the screen. I think for um, you know women filmmakers in particular, sometimes it's a little more difficult to get that first project done. And so in the midst of trying to do that, I had to sort of, you know, be the producer, the writer, and writing seemed to be the one thing that I could actually um, 
get side gigs doing. So out of all of it, screenwriting has become uh, one of my strong points. So Nywift is New York Women in Film and Television. Uh, yes. Previously, we had uh, Katie Chambers was on the show. Uh, who is delightful and talked all about that. So if you guys haven't seen that episode, definitely check that out. But for those who, who may have missed that or are not unfamiliar with NYWIFT, can you just give a little background on NYWIFT and, and, and what you guys do? NYWIFT is coming, um, is actually about to celebrate its 43rd year. So we've been around for about 43 years. And the organization started as a way to help women network and find resources in the industry. And um, we still do that. In addition, we advocate for equality for women. We also uh, award grants and scholarship and we provide professional developments and um, like the inaugural animation series, which we'll talk about later, that's like one of the special development um, programs that we create. NYWIFT is not just for women, though. It's you guys have men as well in yes. the program. Yes, okay. we do have men, men as members. Yes. I, I say that because <laughs> according to my stats, my, my show is skewed about 70% guys. So, okay. I, you know, right. and, I, and I always tell them, I'm like, guys, listen, listen to the episodes with the women as well. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 you know, NYWIFT has been great for me. I've gone to several meetings and covered events from you guys, and it's a great organization. Uh, so, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about where they can find them on the web later on and so forth. But so you are doing uh, special projects is what, um, what I've heard. So what kind of talk about what you're doing and what you've developed for them uh, in terms of like what kind of projects are you specifically working on for NYWIFT? First, I want to say with, with COVID, we switched to um, digital programming as many um, organizations and nonprofit has have. And we started um, doing uh, NYWIFT talks, which was to allow a lot of filmmakers to talk about their experience with COVID and um, also to bring industry professionals. And what I'm doing now is um, in line with NYWIF Talks, which is the um, uh, inaugural animation um, series or animation workshop, more like that. And so my, my role as the uh, in charge of special project has been to um, bring kind of grassroots programming. Um, a couple of years ago, we did the Immigrant Story Series, which focused on screenings in Queens. Um, last year, we also did uh, something very similar, which was the Women Media Workshop, which we did um, production workshops in Staten Island. And now this, we're doing the animation series, which um, is starting at the end of, well, would have starting at the end of the month. And, um, and yeah, and so that's our latest um, programming. Did you have a background in animation? Did no, I don't have a background in animation, but we wanted to, um, since, you know, we wanted to provide the opportunity for filmmakers to continue to, um, you know, broaden their skills. And right now with everyone at home, um, this animation series was a way that we can do something virtually and still be creative. And so that's one of the reasons we teamed up with New York 
um, our, our, uh, from, sorry, New York Film Academy to bring this to um, the, our members and also non-members. For the projects that you're doing, are they open to the general, you said they're open to non-members as well. Uh, yeah. So people can, I've seen a lot of talks that you guys have been doing on Facebook, streaming live and stuff like that. And it seems like you guys are getting really great people to talk. Yes, uh, we have gotten the Night of Talks is um, free to all members. And also we've, we've with the um, latest sort of civil rights movement, we've also had um, some activists and also some uh, New York media art organizations that have done work uh, for artists of colors also as part of the NIWIF talks. And so those are um, talks to really, they really are geared towards our members mainly to help them in the industry. Um, and, and a lot of times we do have, um, uh, it's, it's been a way to just keep everyone sort of the same networking philosophy that started the organization started on yeah so talk to me like what have there been things personally that you've picked up and like uh been able like what can what can you do now that you weren't able to do before and what were kind of some of your personal benefits that you got from it well i would say when i moved to new york city i was uh what what, would you say bright-eyed bushy tail i think that's the idiom um, an artist just wanting to create and make film. And for me, Nairif has really taught me the sort of business side of filmmaking, really making it more, um, making me more aware of what it really means to be a filmmaker and how do you sort of succeed. You know, there is a potential, I think, for filmmakers in particular women female because we have passion projects and we spend years of our lives trying to bring, bring them to uh, fruition. And sometimes, you know, they pan out or they don't, you know, and I think through being a member of the organization, I really got an understanding of how to really work that work to be able to say, okay, here's the business side. Here's how do I put that hat on and work with, with producers and, and trying to raise money for the project. And then here's the creative side and how do I kind of merge those two where I think as before, I, I was just interested in being in the director's seat and really nothing else. Yeah, I think it's a big thing that a lot of, it's, it's definitely, uh, there should be, you know, there's film schools, but there should be film business school. You know, there should be ways to teach filmmakers how the business end of filmmaking is and I you know I didn't I've been doing this on and off for 20 years and I remember a friend of mine a, a few years ago was the first person he had a big producing background worked for some big studios and so forth and said you know I talked to him about a project and he'd say what is your business plan for this project and it was like nobody had ever said that to me before it was all about you know you know, well, is the good, you know, is the script, how are you going to produce it? And, you know, there's business things in production of movies, yeah. you know, like, you know, how are you going to get it made? Where are you going to get the people? How, you, you know, are you going to pay? Blah, 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 blah. But, you know, the, the distribution and the, how do you, like, how do you, like, sort of, uh, how do you do legal contracts? How, how do you do all of these businessy things? And is this project going to actually make you money back? 
or are you if you have investors are they going to make the investors money back or should you have investors yeah. you know if it's some little passion project short film you know don't spend uh, $200,000 on it and you know get people to invest you're going to burn your you know collateral real quick unless you just have really rich friends you yeah, know exactly. but for, for the most part for the most part we don't one of the things that I always liked about NYWIFT is it does seem to have uh, goals in mind and give people some practical knowledge and resources, which, you know, a lot of people don't. You know, you also mentioned wanting to get in the director's chair. Now, you've worked on several projects. You've done several short films. Have you just produced and written or you've, you've directed before, no? Yes, I've directed several shorts. Caroline's Wedding, which I mentioned earlier, is a feature film that I'm trying to bring to fruition, it will be my debut feature film. So um, I'm really excited about the possibility of doing that. It's it's a huge task. It's a huge undertaking, I should say. And um, yeah, and so that will be my first feature film. So you, you're writing and producing that, but you also intend to direct it when, when you can get it yes. to the point where you're in production. Exactly, yeah. The, you know, it's an interesting question. I was talking about this with somebody the other day, and we were talking about specifically women in film and women in the director's chair. There seems to be some place I think we went backward because I remember growing up, and I'm you know I'm, I'm a I'm a Generation X kid, you know, so I grew up in the in the my formative filmmaking years was like the '90s when you had all the indie guys like Tarantino and uh, Rodriguez and Kevin Smith and stuff. But there were also prevalent women filmmakers. Penny Marshall was cranking out Oscar-nominated movies. Uh, Catherine Bigelow was making action films. And you had people like Jane Campion who were making art films. Like you, And these, these, were re- these were names. These were, you know, Penny Marshall was a force to be reckoned with. And she'd been in the business like forever. So, you know, and then Jodie Foster was directing uh, feature films and stuff. So I remember these women growing up. But now it seems like in terms of the director's chair specifically, that's been almost like a, a little bit of a forbidden zone. I don't know why, because we have plenty of there's women in executive offices. I mean, every other film festival we covered is when I cover a film festivals run by a woman or founded by a woman. You know, and, you know, Kathleen Kennedy, Amy Pascal, these people are huge. They run, you know, billion dollar businesses in Hollywood. But I don't and I don't know what it is. But you said you've seen specific resistance to you. Like, it's fine if you're a writer, you're fine, you're a producer. But what's the resistance that you've seen for you getting in the director's chair? I, I don't know if it's necessarily resistance. Um, you, you may be able to call it that. I think it's... Um maybe the maybe what what i'm what i feel mostly is that if you haven't proven yourself you know people have uh, an uncertainty of if you if if they could really support you you know and i think maybe that's more so for women filmmakers than male filmmakers you know and i think there's always been this saying that even women filmmakers who direct one film getting their second is almost impossible, you know, and you can see the trajectory sometimes of a a woman filmmaker who goes to Sundance and you'd expect that they would, you know, 
everyone would become calling. They win a huge award at, at that festival and they end up not being able to make their second or third film, you know? So I, I you know, it's, it's, um, it's an interesting, you know, film controls image and there's a lot to be said there. The finances, I've, I've read a little bit about, a little bit about how, who, who controls the, the finances, the means to support and all that is intermingled, you know, as to why, you know, it's harder for some, it's harder for women to, you know, make their first film and sometimes even their second. Specifically directors and then specifically feature films. Yeah. Because I have seen a lot of women in the director's chair for television. Mm-hmm. That seems to, like, the yeah. business model seems to be make a feature film, like an indie feature, get some awards, and then direct television. You know, like, uh, and certain certain projects are making an effort to hire women. Like, there's a, definitely an initiative there, uh, especially, like, Jessica Jones, that entire second or third season was directed by all women directors. Um, I know that they've made an effort on the CW shows and, and a lot of different shows out there uh, have said, you know, we want to try and do 50-50, male, female, whatever. Um, but it, it is interesting, and I, I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't have a theory to posit, unfortunately, but I, I do think there is this, like you're talking about when it comes to money, uh, you know, can we bet on a woman and the... And the also the intensity. If a woman has a movie that doesn't do well, there's this huge sort of like women get. I think women get put in movie jail a, a lot longer and easier than males do. I don't. I mean, and I'm not sure what the specific resistance yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, you know? I guess that's why you know organizations like New York Women in Film and Television exist, and why we you know advocate for women and equality because. It is a big, I mean, it is a way that women can overcome sometimes the ability to meet each other and talk with each other and, and see the different assets that they can help each other with, you know, and, and sort of support each other. And even even just that, you know, being able to, um, you know, talk about your experience and, and how you're trying to make this film, even just that being a support um, is one of the big, you know, sort of... Uh, places and, and, and how NIWIF sort of fits in with women and, and directing. Do you see now, as you've come up in the past t- 10 years, things like more women behind the camera as DPs, uh, more women in sound or, you know, there were always like female editors and things like that, but specifically on the crew, like I never met a woman grip, you know, or a woman, <laughs> you know, sound person and things like that. Do you find more uh, of that now that you've been in NIWIF? Yeah. I mean, Definitely, because I'm surrounded by, you know, uh, women who work in production. So I think I'm more aware of it and more around it now that I'm with NIWIF. And NIWIF is really um, pushing to have more. I, I know a female grip. I know two female grips. So <laughs> so they, they are out there. You know, most of the times they're, they're gearing towards being DPs, you know. So I think, I think the industry is shifting. I think people are taking more risk and trying to at least take more risk of, of women. I think we were seeing a new, a new world, you know, where people want something different that everyone could be, you know, self-determined and, and, and have their, 
and 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 that requires that everyone be able to work in in the industry they want to and and have at least the possibility to prove themselves i mean i don't i don't particularly think this industry is easy for anyone to break into i don't care what you look like um you know and i you know i think it's hard for everyone i i know that um there, I mean, there's definitely sexism. There's definitely racism. There's, de- I mean, that just exists in society. So, I, you know, naturally, it's going to be in the arts as well. Hopefully, it's a little bit better in the arts because you know people are more open-minded and so yeah. forth. But yeah, I mean, uh, I but you do. I feel like there is uh, an effort being made now, but people still have to make an effort, you know, to to seek yeah, out, of course, you know, of course. you know, and, yeah, it's not you know progress is if you look in terms of just um, everything that's going on right now in the world, you know, uh, you see we've been here before, you know, it's uh, progress is, it happens. And if you sleep on it, you have to start all over. You're going to start all over again, but then it it has to be reawakened, you know? So it's definitely uh, a good opportunity, I think, for us to shift things and, and I think that that's what we see is happening. Yeah, it's it's a momentum problem. You know, it's a yeah. momentum issue and, and building mom- momentum. I mean, building momentum in the film industry is key anyway. Like yeah. if you have a project going, and I, I felt, you know, with me and just about everybody I knew with this crisis that's going on now, you know, just trying to keep momentum and keep your project going, uh, which I wanted to ask you about uh, Caroline's Wedding. So even, I know you were writing it and stuff, but where are you guys now in the process? And, yeah. you know, are, are you, do you, do you feel like you'll be able to go into production anytime soon or um, how's that going? Speaking about momentum, there's been so many of that. And then, like you said, it's, it's like you, you think, okay, here, it's going to happen. You know, you, you do, uh, you win a screenwriting prize, you know, and you think, okay, you know, people come and they're interested in, and then, it doesn't happen, and and that's been the way it's been with this project. You know, I've, I've, it 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 is a project that I'm linked with, and everywhere I go, I get a lot of questions about how's Caroline's doing, wedding, when are you gonna make this film? And um, like I said, in December we we got the New York Council for the Arts um, prize, which was great because now I actually had um, a chunk of of finance of fun that I can actually leverage. And um, so what I've been doing since, you know, we, we can't go into production, which was what we had intended to do this year. And, and that funding was for this year. I've been doing more storyboarding and casting. You know, I spoke to, I called a few friends and fellow NIWIF members and I said, hey, what do you think is a good way for me to proceed right now that I can't, you know, actually be out there shooting? And, and I got some advice and a few people say, well, you can cast, you know, you can talk to actors and you can say, okay, what do you think? Would you be interested in this part? You can storyboard, you know, so that when, you know, um, government or the CDC, whatever sort of guidelines they give us and they tell us, you know, we can start uh, shooting again, you'll be ready. So that's, that's where I'm at with the project. And that's what I've been doing. Yeah. I mean, you just, it's like, do what you can. And, you know, the, I mean, the blessing of this, if there is, you know, if I can be so optimistic to see a silver lining, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, it, it gives you time for pre-production, you know, yeah, like, and, 
you know, you never have enough time for pre-production. So, you know, you can do script readings via Zoom. You can do your storyboards and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, there is, because, you know, the, 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 the hardest part about film is you never get enough time to prep. So, exactly. you know, now maybe you can take a little a bit advantage of that. Uh, for just so we know, like, uh, you, you talked a little bit about, it's like, Haitian-American experience, except, but what is the, can you give me, like, the log line, like the Hollywood log line for the <laughs> sure, movie sure. As, as to yeah, what it is? It's about a Haitian-American family in Brooklyn in the 1990s, and they're exploring being, their identity, being Haitian and being in the U.S., and also um, it has a little bit of magical realism because, the father in the film is deceased and he reappears. So it's merging Haitian culture with um, American culture. That sounds really cool. That sounds really cool. All right. So uh, for people who want to know more, first of all, for people who want to know more about NYWIFT, where can they find NYWIFT on the web? They can find NYWIFT at www.nywift.org. And where can they find you or more about, like, say somebody wants to give you a bunch of money for Caroline's wedding. Uh, where can they find you there? They could, I have a website, and it's carolineswedingthefilm.com. So they can find me there. And, um, so, and I also wanted to, because I know we, we talked a little bit about the um, animation series that we're doing, um, but I wanted to thank our the consul uh, woman and men who's given us money, Joe Borelli, um, Keith Powers, and Carolina Rivera. These are three consul, uh, consul members who have supported us and, and continue to support um, our animation series. Excellent. And for more on that, uh, we actually posted their press re- your press release uh, on the uh, on the blog, so you can look up Nywift on the blog. We've posted several different articles, and to learn more about Nywift, you can check out uh, Katie Chambers. Uh, we did a whole episode with her. But uh, Ismani, thank you so much for being on the program. Uh, it was great to ta- chat you. with you. Yes, uh, thank you. And when the film does get off the ground, uh, and you guys are you know killing it in film festivals, and and you do get distribution. Come back on the show, I will. and, we'll, I and will. we'll and we'll do a whole interview about that. I want to see that movie. It sounds like a good yes. movie. Yes, right. I will come back. All right, thanks Thank so, much. so much. All right. And that's all we have time for today. Thank you for taking this trip down the rabbit hole. For more of our content, including our movie reviews, visit our website, NoRestOfTheWeekendPodcast.com. Please remember to like, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Once again, I'd like to thank JMR Rentals for sponsoring this episode. Visit them at jmrny.com. And I'd like to thank my guest, Ismani Michelle. For Behind the Rabbit Productions, I'm Jason Godby. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time.